What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, everyone. I am John Ryan of SportsMemo.com, and I'm pleased that you are choosing to join us and spend your precious time with us because we're going to make it worth your time and hopefully put a few more pennies and nickels and dimes and $10, $20, $50, $100 bills in your pocket with Dr. Chuck of Sports Memo and Rocky Atkinson, who JD, by the way, calls you the Southern Assassin now. Yeah. That is a pretty cool name, actually. Yeah, I've heard that a few shows. Yeah. The Southern Assassin. Yeah. Well, it's Mm. true. I pity the sports books that you've taken down in the past. I mean, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. But I do. It has that has a ring to it. You know, we'll have to get you a different hat, though. I think. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the show, guys. We're here to break down three MLB games on the Tuesday evening card, and the first one is the San Francisco Giants are taking on. The um, Atlanta Braves, who are just scorching hot. It seems like we have teams in the Major League Baseball right now that are just scorching hot, like the Yankees and the Braves are 16-2 and in the month of June, and the Phillies are 15-3. and Red Sox are hot. Even the Cleveland Guardians with that very paltry payroll of, uh, I believe it's 50, $55 million, are on a really nice run in the American League Central. Kudos to them for doing that with uh, low payroll. But in this matchup, I find it personally hard on the surface here to go against the Braves. I think they are the reigning world champs. They're playing like it. And just because they won 14 games in a row doesn't mean that they're due for regression now. They hit 39 home runs during that 14 or in the month of June, actually. 39 homers to lead the majors. And I think... um, I, I think the, the pitchers and the bullpen for the Giants, although they have been great in the bullpen, I think they're in for a, a little bit of a wake-up call by the Atlanta Braves tonight. Let's start with Dr. Chuck and see if he's got any other alternative thoughts or uh, if he agrees with that. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay. Yeah, good. I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't – I think I've got a little a delay. But, yeah, so – we, we talked a little bit about this game uh, on the morning show, first family show with Joe D'Amico's play, and you, you brought it up. You know, the Braves are just scorching hot, and I think a lot about what might happen tonight, have, you know, was spoken of last night. Max Fried looks pretty good. Will Smith comes in, kind of blows it, and they still get that uh, ninth inning win. I think that takes a little bit of uh, wind out of the sails of the Giants here with that you know, spoiling Max Fried's great outing and still not coming away with that win. Came and get the extra innings with the guy on base, which seems to favor the road team. And then they stepped down a little bit from Logan Webb to Disco tonight. Spencer Strider, we talked about a little bit this morning when I mentioned that O'Neill Cruz is basically going to win Rookie of the Year. He is the odds-on favorite at the moment. So tonight, you know, he can he can put a little bit of 
juice behind that as Mackenzie Gore continues to, you know, drop a little bit here. But one of the things that I like is Braves coming off of a game like that where it's just 3-2 and only back this season there's been eight occurrences at home inside of a series off of an under, flies over seven of the eight. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to, you know, Jody had, had made a lot of good points to both pitching, you know, especially following that low scoring game. It'd be hard for me to do anything but take an over, um, maybe even first half under, full game over would be a couple of different ways to look at it. But, yeah, I don't think I'm getting in front of this Braves train. I I tried to hop on it, and I hopped on it too late with the Cubs, so I'm just kind of watching and waiting for the right spot. But I don't want to – I don't want to – get in the way of this Giants team that since Gabe Kapler took over is so exemplary off of a loss also, even if it is on the road. Solid VMI for both, and the ADI dropped, which would be another nice boon to the over. So I'm probably staying away, but this is a really nice spot where if if a couple of strikeouts and a couple of goose eggs go up, I'd be with a John Ryan on an over six and a half and pummel that live. Yeah, great breakdown, Dr. Chuck. Uh, you know, I am concerned, I guess – uh, gentlemen, that the Giants are only batting 212 over the last seven games, despite going seven and three. And seven and three, normally in a matchup, you would be talking about probably leaning towards that team. But with the Braves having hit 20 home runs in the last seven games, I think the Giants are going to need like one massive bounce back after batting 212 over seven game period. I just don't see it happening. What do you think, Rocky? Well, we got. Both of these teams coming in uh, almost with identical records. Th- San Fran's 37 and 29 this year. The Braves are 39 and 29. We know what the Braves have done lately. Like you've said, um, they won 14 in a row, then they lost two, then they won two in a row now, 16 and two so far in June this season. Um, we haven't talked a lot about the pitching here. Anthony uh, DeSclafani gets to start for the Giants where he's 0-1 with a 6.07 ERA overall this year. He's 0-1 with a 6.51 ERA on the road this season. Uh, like you said, these Braves guys have been hitting a lot of dingers here, and uh, I think they'll take him to school tonight. Um, he's also 1-4 and with a 4.54 ERA in uh, his, uh, I think, his seven career starts versus Atlanta. And uh, what we need to mention here is the pitcher for Atlanta, Spencer Strider, a new guy. Uh, he's going to tow the rubber tonight for them. He's 2-1 with a 3.66 ERA overall this year, 1-0 with a 0.00 ERA at home this season, and he's 2-0 with a 1.76 ERA his last three starts. Atlanta scoring 5.4 runs per game while allowing only 2.7 runs per game past seven games overall. They're 10 and 1 the last 11 games against right handed starters, and they're 13 and 3 the last 16 games as a home favorite. San Fran, on the other hand, is 0 and 4 the last four games as a road underdog. So I'm going to recommend playing the Braves here. You probably could lay that one and a half runs on the run line uh, here tonight. Great stuff, Rocky. You know, what's amazing is Spencer Strider. I love the name. Isn't that a great name for a starting pitcher? I mean, could, I mean, the parents had a name on thinking that he was going to be a major league pitcher. You know, he has the perfect uh, last name for sure. But this kid uh, is making his – actually his 15th appearance this season. It'll be his fourth start, I believe. But he throws 99, and it has a lot of downward movement. And in my research of that, I, I 
I'm leaning towards pitchers that can throw fastballs, not necessarily 99, anything in the 90s, really, with a late-breaking, high-spin rate, nosedive in on right-handed batters for a right-handed pitcher and, and the opposite for left-handed pitchers. Why? Because we're in the uppercut era of batting. And how do you get batters out that uppercut? And we're all concerned about launch angle and lifting the ball into the air. You throw sinking fastballs until their nose bleeds and they stop doing it. It's not sliders. It's not curveballs that's going to get these guys out. It's these type of powerful, late-breaking, heavy, heavy pitches. And this kid's got it. And uh, I'm interested to see, like, how far he goes tonight, Rocky, and Dr. Chuck, and I just uh, can't say enough good things about this, and I, I just love the name, Spencer Strider, you know, mm-hmm. pitching stride. Oh, the other thing I'll mention, too, is Di Sclafani is coming off the uh, injured list tonight, too. He hasn't pitched since uh, April 21. I know you know that, Rocky, and his injury is his right ankle. In baseball, as a right-handed pitcher, what do you do with your right foot when you're throwing the ball? You you're pushing it. off the rubber to generate it. power. So unless, you know, I would question whether he is going to be 100% tonight. Uh, And if he is, then he is. But I still think the Braves are just going to tee off on him, like Rocky said. And uh, it's going to be – this could be like Sung Su, the Art of War. Some battles are won before they're fought. And I think it's the Braves that take care of business tonight. Why don't we move over to uh, the next game here which I believe involves the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. We're looking at an over-under of nine. St. Louis is playing great fundamental baseball. The Brewers were supposed to dominate this division preseason, if you believed all the talking heads and all the preseason content that was out there. Um, but they're, they're not exactly doing too well right now. They're one of the worst teams right now, record-wise, in June. And the Cardinals just keep doing the right things, unlike the uppercut swinging teams the Cardinals do have some players like that but they're not afraid to hit behind the runner and that's a fundamental thing that has disappeared in baseball and it does irritate me a little bit that you know we can't uh poke one through opposite field against a shift you know I I never have understood that that your ego is so big that you're still going to pull the ball even though there's 20 infielders on that side of the field it's never made any sense to me and I think that's one of the reasons Milwaukee's struggling. They're third in majors in uh, home runs hit per game, but they're like 26th in batting average. I, I just I don't get it. Maybe you guys can explain it to me. Let's start with Rocky in this matchup and see what he has to say. Yeah, we got St. Louis coming in 38 and 31. Milwaukee's 39 and 30 on the year. So very similar teams as far record wise so far this year. Um, last night the Brewers won two to nothing. Very good pitching matchup with Burns and Michaelis uh, pitching last night. Jack Flaherty, he's pitched only one game so far this season. As a, it wasn't a good outing. Uh, but last year, however, he went 9-2 and two with a 3.22, 3.22 ERA overall. Um, the key here, I think, is going to be the Milwaukee pitcher, though. Uh, Chichi Gonzalez gets a start from Milwaukee. He has a 7.71 ERA overall this year, 6.75 ERA at home this season. And he's one and two with a 6.33 ERA in his four career starts versus St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis is 22 and seven the last three years, including five and one this year as a road favorite of minus 125 to minus 175. And they are coming in as a road favorite currently in this matchup. Uh, St. Louis is 19 and seven last 26 games against left handed starters. 
Milwaukee is one in five this year at home when the money line is plus 125 to minus 125. They're one in six their last seven home games, and they're one in six their last seven games as a home underdog. St. Louis has also won six out of the eight past eight meetings in Milwaukee. I'm going to play the St. Louis Cardinals here tonight. Great job there by Rocky Atkinson, the Southern Assassin. Southern Assassin. I'm going to be saying this in my sleep. I think it's the greatest name I've ever heard of for a guy like Rocky. You know, it's just, it's just really cool. So as you can see on the chart here, St. Louis has a lot of arrows pointing to it in terms of the, the major flash stats, as I call them, runs per game, opponent runs per game allowed. And it's by a wide margin. And I just, even though they're on the road, I just think that, uh, you know, one of the one thing to point out, I'm on the fence with this game, but I do think that I would have to lean the Cardinals, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's see what Dr. Chuck has to say here. I'm lock, lockstep. Uh, one of my top plays on the day, as clients already know, is is the Cardinals' first five run line. I would fade. I'll fade Chi-Chi in my sleep like uh, John will be a screaming uh, Southern assassin tonight. I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that Jack Flaherty's back. He's, he's a good guy to back. First start wasn't great. You know, he only play, pitched three innings. But, you know, he posted a, a, a two-point advantage in his FIP you know, didn't, didn't uh, get a lot of the chase swings like John was kind of talking about, but the Brewers are not this kind of team. So we, I discussed this last week when they, they came out and it looked like they might be DOA and, you know, you have to get something going. And they finally got that, that big explosion in, in, in city field and put up 10 runs on the Mets. And I said, they better go to Cincinnati and they better sweep it in no doubt fashion. And then they better get going a little bit because they got Cardinals, Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Rays coming up and things can get out of hand quick. You know, it's, it's like we talked about with the Yankees, like the Yankees had a 35 and 10 stretch that can put things out of hand quick. You know, I mean, the NL central is not danger zone, but you don't want to risk losing it to the Cardinals and not making playoffs because the other two divisions have so much more depth. And so you got to get stuff going here. And, you know, the Brewers need to step up off of that Corbin Burns and Josh Hader was back last night. He looked amazing and he mowed him down, made Arenado look silly at the end there as well as Goldie. And they need to get to that point where it's Williams and box and Hader and, you know, Chichi Gonzalez is not that guy. And so if you can eliminate the ability for them to get to the seventh, eighth and ninth, which is maybe the best in the entire major leagues, which I think is what the Cardinals can do. It neutralizes so much of what the Brewers can do, not to mention, the Cardinals off of a shutout this year are 4-0 straight up and on the run line. They're 10-3 and if they score one or less runs straight up and on the run line. I think Flaherty improves from his last start. I think the Brewers are going to come in thinking last night is more what they can do. But, you know, they, again, they only put up two runs for Corbin Burns. He just can't get it last night. He made it work. Tonight that's not going to work. And I back the Cardinals in, in, in a few different ways. Remind me what injury Jack Flaherty's coming off of, uh, because age is a concern too in my head. But was it a he's, severe injury? Because this is only his second start, I think. He's not. This is only his second start. He did only pitch three innings. He's going to have a little more leeway tonight, but he's only twenty-five. I thought. Oh, I'm I'm thinking of somebody else then. He's my 26. bad. He's twenty-six. This is what happens when you turn forty. Yeah, he is expected. Okay. He's expected to go 75 to 80 pitches tonight. 
Oh, that's a good sign then. So, that's a real good sign. I just wanted yeah. to know what is um. And he's got to get through it. But what? Uh, ah, I guess it was just throwing shoulders. I think if I remember. Like... Like... Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know what Dandry is that he's coming okay. up with. Um, not a big deal. I just, you know, it obviously isn't Tommy John, but it was throwing shoulder. I think, but. 60 day deal with his shoulder. Okay. But, so yeah. I don't think there's any concern there if he's going to go 75 pitches tonight on a pitch count. They wouldn't well, put it at 75 if they if he wasn't healthy enough to do that. So that's well, a talked, good analysis. We talked there. a lot about we talked a lot about last night that we were fading the Cardinals because Michaelis and he was fine. Now part of that is that the Brewers don't show up for Corbin and Burns. They just don't because they don't think they have to. And so part of it is that. And so there is a different mindset when Chichi's on the mound and maybe, you know, maybe Yelich comes out and we, they just start off gangbusters because you could do that to Flaherty, you know, because he has a tendency to, if he gets down, he can make things worse. But I just don't, I just don't, I don't, you know, the pitching mismatch in the beginning of this game is immense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good breakdown. Let's, let's move on to the third and final game, which is another interesting matchup between the San Diego Padres hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Diamondbacks, at least in my opinion, guys have, have done much better than I thought they were going to do. Uh, they come into this game with a little bit of momentum um, losing record team though. They probably will have to struggle to get to 500, but that would be a success and obviously a big step forward in that highly competitive national league West with the Dodgers and the giants and uh, the Padres, who's the host for this game. So the Padres had first place there, uh, I believe, for a day. And they're basically in a dead heat with the Dodgers. And uh, it just seems like the Dodgers can't be in the right division just to run away with it, like they kind of like the Yankees are doing. Uh, but nevertheless, they now have another opponent that is very formidable in the San Diego Padres in the divisional race. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So in this matchup of nationally West foes, I, I'm think the line's trying to tell us to take Arizona, but I don't know. So let's start with um, let's start with Dr. Chuck this time and see what he's got for us. Yeah, yeah, you bring up a good point. And the Diamondbacks are just that yeah, it's a, it's amazing. And I, I was I was a little bit I was apparently a little too bullish on them yesterday. I had them I had them uh, first five run line. Just didn't think that Davies was going to be able to give up anything in that that nasty accidental two out single to Kim that pretty much decided the game because my best bet on Manny's pub was Padres under three and a half. And for the rest of the game, it was you know, two runs on two hits and the Padres couldn't do anything. And so 
it's uh it's just amazing with it even in losses it, the diamondbacks are very impressive and they did a thing last night on on managers and how managers still matter and what buck showalter is doing in in queens and these two guys maybe as far as a guy that loves managers also these two guys are geniuses and just look what they've done like Tori lavolo is doing this with nothing bob melvin is doing this without any stars you know snell is in and out he's got to deal with an old view darvish Clevenger and no Tatis and no Machado. These guys are amazing and they're just amazing every night. Um, hard to bet against either of them. I've been big Zach Gallon fan from jump. Uh, I love his attitude. I love his stuff. Hasn't looked so great. And coming off of that performance last night, I just think they should have been able to get to Darvish a little better. So I'm nervous about them facing Manea because, you know, he's not, he's not Musgrove who I didn't even mention because he's in the Cy Young leadership right now and he probably should be the fourth starter on this team but another thing for bob melvin but i i just john brought up a good point reading this line i think it reeks um following that 4-1 game i would definitely like to back an under i usually like to back an under with gallon period i i don't like the prospect of the diamondbacks facing darvish's stuff followed by Manea's stuff that doesn't bode well as far as history shows itself. And so I think you're getting a bargain at this seven, which is weird to say because it's a seven and there's a DL DH in the NL, but I, I think it's three, two at, at the ceiling personally. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I don't have anything to really add to that. Other than do you see any problem with the diamondbacks who are batting two twenty two or the last 10 going up against the Padres who are a, a pretty darn good offensive team batting two eighty three? Over their last 10, that's one thing that does stand out to me. Do you have any concern like I do? I could see the concern, but, I mean, we're looking at a team. If you're interested in the Diamondbacks and you want to find some reasons to back the Diamondbacks, I mean, we're talking about a team where the most worrisome hitter in that lineup is Jake Cronenworth, and I like the kid. But, you know, Zach Gallon, Zach Gallon's going to be doing his work today, and he's preparing for Jake Cronenworth Eric Hosmer, I suppose, but I think he had his April and May. And the rest of these guys, you know, Trent Grisham is trying to step it up. But like you said, Trent Grisham's batting about 30 points less than the Diamondbacks are. So, I mean, I think you don't need to worry, but then you can you can worry late because the Padres always play nine innings. And, you know, they've given me a couple of nasty ninth inning losses. And that's one of the reasons I like first five bets, uh, especially with like a Zach Gallen. But I don't think you need to worry about the Padres mashing anyone like you know first off going from Zach Davies to Zach Gallon, I like Zach Davies Zach Gallon is up here so I mean good stuff uh appreciate that breakdown there Dr. Chuck let's move over to Rocky Atkinson and see where he's going to take us with our hard-earned money for a best bet potential opportunity Thank you, John. Yeah, this is my best bet for the show actually so I'll go ahead and, and get that out of the way right now as we as we move on, but um, we have Arizona coming in 32 and 37, San Diego's 42 and 27. So, you know, two entirely different teams here. First thing that I notice here is just like you said, this line looks a little bit weird. And when I did my research, I saw that 91% of the public money was on the Padres in this one. And I mean, why not? The Padres have been much better than the Diamondbacks this year. But this is one of those lines that kind of looks too good to be true. And I, and I think it is here. And when that happens, we'll go the other way and we'll take Arizona here tonight. Uh, like Dr. Chuck said, Zach Gallen, uh, 
you know, I like this guy a lot too. He gets a start here for Arizona. He's four and two with a 2.91 ERA overall this year. He has a 3.37 ERA in five career starts versus San Diego. Uh, Sean Manaya gets a start for San Diego. He's two and two with a 4.15 ERA on the season. Um, San Diego is allowing 5.4 runs per game the last seven games overall. Um, San Diego's one in five last six games against National League West Division opponents. And uh, one other thing that stands out to me, it's not a great stat, but Arizona does have a winning record, 10 and nine against left-handed starters. So they have a losing record against right-handed starters. They have a losing record overall, and they have a small winning record against lefties. Nothing great, but it's still a plus for the D-backs here. And uh, my money's going to be on Arizona tonight as an underdog. And and this is my best bet for the show. I like it, Rocky. You know, Zach Gallon is the better pitcher of the two, I think. I probably wouldn't have said that maybe a season or two ago related to Sean Benea uh, being a left-handed. Uh, and he, he was quite good and had uh, potential to be even better, I think. But. Uh, he is what he is right now. But listen to these stats from StatCast. Zach Gallon, 11.1 launch angle. That means that batters are getting on top of the ball with that ridiculous uppercut swing. It means he has sinking action with that fastball, keeps the ball down in the zone. Exit velocity is only 86, which is one of the best areas in Major League Baseball. I'm not saying he's the best absolute. But once you get below 88, it becomes a, a better and better pitcher. Hard hit percentage is only 33%, which is quite good. Uh, the expected weighted on base average is 303. That matches up with his actual pretty close. And the only time you really want to identify uh, smoke and mirrors is if the expected batting average, for example, is 300 for a pitcher and his actual is 210. That means the expected should have been a lot higher than that the pitcher got away with some great fielding or just some lucky bounces. And maybe a double play here and there that normally they wouldn't get. Uh, so, and the shift has a fact a factor with that too. Unfortunately, walk percentage is only eight percent. So, I think if Zach Gallon just puts his average performance out there, there these Diamondbacks are going to be in the game. Yeah, so now we go into the uh, best bets segment of the show, which is always the fun part where we we have to decide what we're going to do, and. Um, I'm going to choose to go last and prepare my thoughts, and I'm going to turn this over to Dr. Chuck for his best bet of the show and see what he's got for us. I don't know if, if I don't know if the uh, Southern Assassin can come up with another one on the fly. We might have four here, but uh, or I guess three. But uh, yeah, just before I get into mine, just to piggyback on that, like it's not a negative to Sean Manea to tell anybody that Zach Gallon's a better pitcher. That's not a negative thing. That's that's as, you know, it's just not. It, they're both very solid, and Zach Gallon has earned this. It's not sure Zach Gallon's better. Sean Manai is also pretty great. And it's just like you mentioned his stuff. Tony Finn talked last night on Manny's Pub about how he had recently had a funeral for the ground ball. Well, Zach Gallon doesn't have that. He's a 50% ground ball pitcher, like you mentioned, with that launch angle, and he continuously gets that done. A lot of times, the reason his FIP is better is when he can get that, you know, turned over bat and, and 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 go against that upper upper cut launch angle that hitters are trying to constantly knock out uh, i'm looking at a game we didn't talk about yet rockies coming off of uh leaving denver 
showing up down in Miami where there won't be any fans to watch Randy Feltner uh, take on Daniel Castano, a couple of guys that people aren't going to know much about. And my basis for this, just in general, I could probably just stop talking now by saying that the Rockies show up in Miami tonight with a negative 20 VMI. Everything Cassano throws, especially a four-seamer fastball, is just going to look like it's moving three inches up and to the side, which is probably making John Ryan excited just to know that that's what the four-seamer is going to do. It's just going to do it in general. And even if it's not moving that way because of they le- just having left course with the change in the ADI, that's what the ball is going to look like. And it's not a good situation. But for some reason, the Marlins are bleeding out and are approaching minus 110 and minus 109 at Circa and Westgate for some reason on that line. So get, find your best spot if you can. I like the Marlins full game also. The, the Rockies have really hit lefties pretty well in cores. When they leave cores since the beginning of June, they're, they're slashing like a negative six, two, sixty six, seventy six. And as I talk about a lot, the negative six average is zero. The two sixty six average is three twenty and the seventy six average is one hundred. It's not a good lineup hitting against lefties. They've already put that lineup out there. It's the same as what they've been playing with. Public's going to see that they won. Uh, they're going to see that the Marlins, you know, can't score any runs and are two and eight in the last 10. But what they do against righties home versus away is the exact opposite slash. They have all above average numbers in all three categories. And, you know, I expect like a, a, a an Aguilar or a Chisholm to, to get after Feltner pretty early. And I think he could even be chased and you get into that Rockies bullpen and it's all gravy. So I think the, uh, the Marlins are going to take this one rather easily, and the VMI will slowly improve as the Rockies stay in Miami and on the East Coast, and you can start to back them as the week goes on. Awesome stuff, Dr. Chuck. One quick question for you. Not trying to be funny, but maybe I am. Uh, the temperature in Miami is pretty hot, right? And mm-hmm. you said there's no fans in the stands. So do the, the players suffer because it's higher temperature than when there is fans in the stands? <laughs> No? All right. I'm just, just, I'm uh, just kidding, but I was thinking of, you know. More along the lines of if a if a baseball bet is placed in nowhere and there's the see it, do you get the ticket paid out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that would be good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if nobody's there to hear it, a home run, for, uh, for instance, does it, it, does it count? <laughs> it better. Oh, that'd be a good conversation for our time in Vegas come August. There you go. After about uh, – 12 refreshments and two rounds and 36 holes of golf. Well, 12 refreshments don't affect you when there's no humidity, right? <laughs> well, that's what I hear. I'm not willing to risk it. I'll let you test it and I'll watch. I'll do the observance and I'll record the data. Cheers. So there is uh, Dr. Chuck's best bet for the show. Rocky, you can do the same one you wanted just to reiterate it for those that are joining us just now, or you can uh, pick another one. I'm I'm sticking with the Arizona play here. Arizona on the money line is a, a small underdog here. Um, like I said, 91% of public money is on the Padres right now, uh, or last time I checked anyway. Um, sports books are wanting us to take San Diego here. And uh, nobody's going to take Arizona. I want to be in the nobody section in this one. And, and like we talked about, Gallon is slightly the better pitcher over Manaya. Uh, Manaya's good. I mean, he really is. Uh, he came from my my favorite team, the Oakland A's, who absolutely suck. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Gallon Gallon gets the job done tonight. Um, 
And uh, I'm going to definitely stick with this Arizona team as my show best bet. Good job there, Rocky. And um, before I get to my best bet, I want to make sure I don't forget uh, the Southern Assassin, a.k.a. Rocky Atkinson, is one of the three $2 guys today. You want to make sure you go over and get that pick. Along with Mikey Sports and Pure Lock, those three guys together, you can get their best bets right now for a total of five smackers. That's not five euros. It's five dollars. It's not five British pounds. It's five dollars. And that's that's like a half an IPA in Vegas. It's probably like a third of an IPA in Vegas. And if you can't afford that, then you're watching. You should be watching dogs and cats shows or something. I think. And lastly, we're coming up on 5000 subscribers. We're following right in the footsteps of Waiter Talk today. We're a few years behind, but following the same model. So we want your help in getting us to that 5,000 level. And then ultimately we want to get to 10, 25, 50. And it's going to take time, but we need your help to do that. So if you can take a second and give us a, a ring of the bell and a subscription by hitting the subscribe icon, we'd be much grateful for that effort. So my best bet is uh, I'll just get right to the betting system. It's uh, it is on the Arizona diamondbacks. And, um, the system, if um, our engineer can pull it up for me, that'd be great. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so um, what you're going to do is bet on any team in a game line between minus 125 and plus 125. Our team, in, the, in this particular case, is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Posted a bullpen ERA of, uh, oh, that's a batting average of 250 over the last 10 games. I did this slide. I take credit for the mistake. Our team batting is below 200 over the last 10 games. They're actually at 199 over that 10-game span. So we have a situation here that is a very solid bullpen of a 2.50 or lower ERA over the last 10 games is what that should say. And a game that is basically a pick -em. I don't know about you guys, but plus 125, minus 125. I'm not going to lay minus 125 on a prop bet all too often. But in a, in a situation like this, that's pick -em to me. You know, it can be minus 115. It could be something else. But the betting flows will determine that over the course of a season, it's not going to matter. Trust me. So that all adds up to a play on Arizona. That system has gone 93 and 46. That's 67% winners on the money line. A $100 better just following this system going forward. 7050 bucks over the last five seasons. Now, if that's not worth tailing, I don't know what else is because that buys you a boatload. I almost slipped there. A boatload of IPAs. You can buy cases of it, kegs. Just think about it. And all you have to do is follow three steps. So my best bet is on the Arizona Diamondbacks. So that brings us to the end of the show. It's always the saddest part of the show after having the most exciting part of the show. But uh, thank you, Rocky Atkinson, the new Southern Assassin. <laughs> it's much better saying Southern Assassin than getting uh, nightmares with Jason Tatum. Uh, you know, it's much better, much better for me, at least. My therapist says it is, too. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Chuck, as always, uh, for your expertise. Make sure you get over to sportsmail.com. And, you know, Rocky's a $2 special, but also consider he's a veteran. So is Dr. Chuck. They're professional betters. All of us at Sportsman and Wager Talk put our money behind our mouth. It's not throwing darts at a board. We labor at this. It's a passion of love. It really is. We love what we do. 
And the results speak for themselves because we do love what we do. That's why we're so good at it and why we want you to tail us and, and find out for yourself. So get a 30-day subscription or better yet, get the full season. I believe they're running football packages already for the football season. Rocky was number one in the NFL last year. I tried to chase his sorry butt down, but now that he's called the Southern Assassin, I'm very respectful. All right, so that'll bring us to the end of the show. I'll see you guys another time. Tomorrow is going to be Joe D'Amico hosting this show. I uh, don't know who the guests are, but they're worthy guests, believe me. So until then, two things to remember. Bet with your head, not over it. And may all the wins be yours. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.